Welcome to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. Hamilton Southeastern School Board at-large elections go like this. There are three seats. All voters within the school district choose one candidate per township. There are five candidates in Fall Creek Township's election. Jason Arnold is one of those five candidates. Casey Alexander talks with Jason Arnold in this podcast. Hello, I'm Casey Alexander. I am a freshman at a Fishers High School. Uh, I'm involved in Model UN, and I was a former Weeple. Me and my sister Izzy are super excited to do this uh, podcast. Uh, I'm here today with uh, Jason Arnold. So Larry started his podcast by asking the candidates to tell him about themselves, and we're going to keep that tradition today. So why don't you tell us about yourself, Mr. Arnold's? Yeah, we'll do. And Casey, first of all, I just want to say thanks again for this opportunity and you taking out the time to interview us school board candidates. That really means a lot. So uh, again, my name is Jason Arnold and I have lived here in Fishers for just a little over four years. And my wife and I moved here most recently from Pittsburgh. We singled out Fishers due to the exceptional school districts that are here and just the great quality of life. And uh, when we moved here, um, we had little kids. Now I have two kids that are in the HSC school district. Um, I currently work as a manager at Eli Lilly and Company. Um, I've been a lifelong Christian and Jesus is number one to me. Um, I'm a big time volunteer. I'm really a volunteer junkie. I like to roll my sleeves up and get involved in all kinds of different things. Currently, I'm on my HOA board here in Fishers. I'm a youth athletics coach. Um, I'm a teacher at my church. Um, I've been involved in the Fisher's Rotary for quite a while. And previous to that, I grew up on a farm in rural Appalachian, Ohio. And my mom there was a school bus driver for and a cook in the cafeteria for over 20 years. So I've grown up kind of to see the uh, inner workings of the school system. Very cool. So let's move on with the questions. To what extent will you be considering the student voice in your position as a school board member? Yeah, thanks, Casey. So I think the student voice is really the most uh, important voice that we can hear uh, as we look at the school board and as we, um, uh, you know, sort of uh, run for a school board position. You know, I think the, the students of the schools need to be our North Star because so many of the decisions and, and choices that are made by the school board will affect the students um, to the greatest extent. And obviously decisions affect other areas of the city and, and the teachers and everything. But I think the students are going to, again, be the most impacted. So for me, I was excited to see this forum put together. And I even thought it would be neat uh, in future years if there was some kind of student-led debate for uh, school board candidates. So something um, just to throw out there to anybody that's interested in, in something like that. Um, but again, to answer your question, I think very important. And uh, should I be elected in this role, Casey, I think uh, I would want to keep uh, my sort of finger on the pulse of the student voice uh, as I would progress through a term on the board, whether that be through surveys or bringing students into the uh, actual school board meetings. But I think there needs to be an ongoing and continued uh, open ear, open door policy to students and student voice. Right. So um, you mentioned if you're elected uh, that would be one of your priorities. But what would the top three priorities be if you were elected to the school board? Or essentially, what's your platform? Yeah, yeah. Good question, Casey. So my first part of my platform is that I'm pro-student. And again, what does that mean? That can mean a lot of different things. 
So one thing I think about when I think of the students is, you know, I think each student as they go through high school, it would be great to have a really a personalized development plan. And I know as I uh, have worked at a couple of large corporations now, um, Fortune 500 companies, you know, as we look at our careers, we have a sort of a career map or a career plan. And you could be new in your career, but you've got this plan that sort of is mapped out for your future, you know, for the next 5, 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. And I think that's sort of given people a, a good guide to say, well, these are the moves I need to make to, to be successful, to get to this point down the road where I want to be. So as I look at the students, I think that would be a, a really neat sort of program to have, whether you come in as a freshman, obviously as a freshman, you might not know what you want to do when you get out of school or college or whatever. But if the, you know, the, the guidance counselors and other folks that are their mentors to the students could help build sort of essential plans, a personalized plan for all students that could be refined through time. I think that would be great. Um, the second part of my plan, um, my platform would be around uh, being pro-parent. So I think as I've um, sort of surveyed the school board meetings as of late, it seems like there's a great need for a combined sort of parent voice. And one concept I have that I've been thinking about that I would love to see come to fruition would be sort of a parents alliance where you've got a group of parents and uh, there is are separate board positions, I guess, for this parents alliance. Maybe there's a you know, president, vice president, treasurer, whatever it might be. But this group would then have a presence um, at school board meetings and they'd have speakers there. Uh, when the school board elections would come up, this group would actually interview candidates as well and, and potentially have a debate there or something like sort of like a parents run debate. And then they could potentially endorse candidates. So that would be um, another part of my platform. And then, Casey, the final part of my platform would be around uh, just the overall school budget. And uh, I would consider myself a fiscal conservative. And really, what does that mean? That means that I would like to not go into uh, a, a lot, uh, prefer preferably not go into more debt. And as the, as we're looking at school budgets, approving annual budgets, you know, the thought would be like, where are those areas where we could save? Um, what are cost conscious kind of efforts we could make? And what are those things that we could do to pay down that debt? Because as you think in the future, we don't want to hand huge amounts of debt to our future, you know, students, future um, parents, future folks that are in the school district. So again, I'd want to really proactively look at those areas that we could trim that down. Um, so this has been a remarkably unique year in regards to public health and safety. Uh, how do you plan to ensure the safety of every student in the district? Yeah, so I think, uh, Casey, as we look at that, like you said, you know, we've got uh, obviously a pandemic year, which has been uh, brought with it a lot of tough decisions. You know, I know the current school board has been faced with many, many numerous decisions and uh, you know, unfortunately, there's really not a right answer in a lot of cases, you know, regardless of what choice they make, uh, there's not going to be just a unified, you know, uh, solution, I guess. So, you know, as I look at uh, sort of public health and safety, you know, the, the pandemic piece is, is one, but then also as I think about schools, you know, just general security in schools and, uh, you know, you hear about, uh, you know, mass shootings and, and those terrible things like that. So I think, you know, as a school, we need to continue to be um, up to speed and aware of the latest technologies that are out there to stop those kinds of things. We need to have great relationships with our other school districts around the state of Indiana and maybe even beyond to talk to those leaders who are leading the charge in, in those kinds of uh, discussions. Uh, you know, I think we need to really 
increase uh, our anonymous reporting uh, avenues. So, um, you know, I, some of those things may exist already, but I think we need to continue down those paths. And if someone hears something or feels suspicious about something that they can report any sort of uh, dangers there. Um, and, you know, I think there could even be more uh, increased uh, playing out scenarios at school where, you know, you have good guys coming in, but sort of testing the limits, testing where are those stress points that someone could break through or get in, uh, you know, an intruder that we don't want in there. What, what are they looking for? What could lead them to, to get in, test that, and then find fixes for that. A um, couple other things I think of uh, quickly, Casey, here for public health and safety. You know, um, I know suicide prevention is important to me. Uh, I think just um, continuing to have a, a focus on mental health, and I think I have a question coming up on that later, so I won't go too deep into that. And then another thing that's very important to me is, um, you know, I, I've been rear-ended three times in my car, as an example, um, over the last few years. And I think, you know, we think we have a lot of students, high school students that are driving to school and everything. I think just a continued focus on not texting while you're driving and a focus on, you know, the road. And, you know, maybe there are whole campaigns about that in the school because we want these students to not just be safe at the school, but be safe when they're going back and forth as well. So I think uh, protecting them on the roads is something to think about as well. So in the last few months, we've seen a large resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement. Do you plan to advance equity and equality within our district? And if so, how? All right. Thanks, Casey. Yeah, you know, me growing up in rural Appalachia, as I mentioned a little bit ago, um, you know, the school I went to was a rural high school and really was not exposed to a lot of diversity, um, I guess you could say ethnic diversity growing up. And I think that was uh, originally a sort of a deficit for me. And uh, it was great when I got into college, I started uh, being able to be in much more diverse um, opportunities. And with that, um, I've, I've tried to make that a focus of my adult life. So uh, a couple of examples are I've got to be a, an expat in Saudi Arabia for a year. So with uh, one of my employers, I had an opportunity to go over and, and help set up a, a new university, new laboratories in a new university. So that was very beneficial in that it kind of removed me from my comfort zone of living in the U.S. And I was able to be in a uh, totally different environment, totally different country on literally the other side of the world. Um, a place where, you know, if you'd go to the grocery store or go out to dinner, uh, people didn't speak my language. And that really challenged me to, you know, try to learn parts of the language that I could. I had a tutor there um, that exposed me to different religious beliefs and um, got to be uh, pulled into different people's homes and different people's um, living situations. And uh, it really sort of broadened my horizons. Um, so that was a great experience for me. Um, another thing is just last year, I hosted, my family hosted a, a, an exchange student from Thailand. So she, uh, her name was Jan. She came here and lived with us for about eight months. Um, her trip here was cut off a little short due to the COVID-19 that, that started ramping up right when she was ending. So she had to go back a little early, but she actually, uh, went to HSE for those eight months, the HSE high school. And, you know, that was a great experience for us, too. That brought some diversity into our home and, uh, you know, enabled my young kids to, to be around another culture, learn about the, the people, the language, the food. That was uh, really, really great. But, you know, I think um, overall for the whole district, Casey, as I look at that, you know, I would like to continue to, to have a focus on diversity, on that equity, on inclusion. 
Um, I know the school, especially the high schools, have some great programs that um, I know there's a World Connections Club and some different clubs out there. You know, so what I would like to do is see almost those clubs kind of branch out and even get more involved into our local fishers community. Because I know there are a lot of different um, populations of people here within Fishers. You know, we've got a great Sikh community, um, uh, uh, a Muslim community here. And I've just thought, like, what could we do there? You have this great leadership from these different cultures around the area. Are there ways to marry up those groups and, and those, those folks with some different clubs and, um, and then encourage people from all walks of life to uh, attend these different um, get-togethers? I know, I think down at the state fairgrounds, they offer some kind of maybe an international festival, um, maybe every year. I don't know if it happened this year or not, but that would be another thing. Can, can fishers sort of offer a, a similar international festival? And can there be a situation where, you know, the school or the school board or leadership is very involved in conducting this just to have a broad array of, uh, of exposure to, to different um, cultures? So I think those are a lot of the things that I would like to focus on. So this is the last basic question that we were asking every school board candidate, and it's uh, why are you the best choice for the school board? In other words, why should people vote for you? Yeah, yeah, thanks, Casey. So I feel like I bring, I feel like I'm the best candidate for the school board position because I bring a great combination of professional and public service experiences to the school board. So I've been involved, I'm currently in a project management type of role. In the past, I've been involved in some sales type of roles, some commercial roles, and I've worked at a couple of major corporations that are international global companies. And as I mentioned, I've gotten to travel really all over the world on numerous occasions. Uh, I've got the experience to navigate very complex environments that have a very, uh, I guess, a very large group of different stakeholders, stakeholders that have different needs and requirements. And then outside of my work, I have volunteered extensively, as I've mentioned, on the HOA board, as a youth teacher at church, as a coach. In my coaching over the last several years, I've uh, been able to uh, sort of be around or influence or, or uh, be able to coach, I guess, kids that, that come from about 100 different families at this point. So as I do that, I'm always interested in hearing what those folks think, what's important to them. So as I do that, I look at my volunteerism and just the people I've met, neighbors, and my professional work experience. I feel like I could bring a well-rounded group of skills to the board position and really make an impact for the school board. I'm sorry, for the whole school, for the students, for the parents and the the overall community. All right. Thank you for that. So now we're going to move on to the candidate specific questions. And um, on your candidate Facebook page, uh, you posted about mental health and suicide. Beyond reopening the schools for in-person learning, what would you do to improve the mental health of students in the district? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Casey. So uh, I think the the one post you refer to specifically was this really neat article I found about how students uh, and kids in general uh, feel less stressed when they're giving, when they're in a giving mood, when they're giving back to someone. And my family, we've made sort of giving and volunteerism a key focus of our, our family. And as an example, a couple of years ago, my kids and I, we did a food drive just in our immediate neighborhood. So we walked around with some little flyers and, and uh, went around and said, hey, we'll be back next week to pick up some food. And it wasn't, didn't take that long, wasn't that big of an effort. But the next week, we were able to collect about 100 pounds of food. 
And uh, I think one of my, my son was maybe four or five at the time and, you know, weighed more, way more than he did. So he was very excited about that. And it just kind of showed what a big impact such a small move can make. So when I think about uh, mental health and uh, just the well-being of our, our students in general, you know, it goes back a little bit to what I said about a personal plan for, for each student. So I know, you know, HSE is a very high performing district. If we look at both high schools, uh, you know, I I think um, a lot of times kids are put under a lot of stress. You have to be the best, the best, the best. It can be a very competitive environment. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's not a bad thing. We want everybody to achieve as much as they can. But I think we need to go in realizing that not everyone will have sort of the same talents, same abilities. So if we have more of those personalized plans that uh, kids have mentors to help them through, then they can find out early on, like, well, hey, this is my passion area. You know, I I love juggling. You know, I want to go be in the circuits or or whatever it might be. They have sort of an avenue and they know what makes them happy to pursue that. And there's there's not anybody, you know, there's not a lot of pressure saying, hey, that's not good enough. You you can't follow your passions. You got to, you know, do this corporate thing or whatever. So I think just having those personal plans are important. Um, for me also, Casey, you know, I think just um, really paying attention to the amount of screen time that kids are getting. So obviously we live in this world with a lot of tablets and watches and phones and, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. But I think just needs there needs to be overall accountability. And um, again, folks, adult mentors, parents, teachers, kind of shepherding that a little bit for kids, especially the younger kids who um, really don't manage their own time yet that well. Um, And then um, keep an eye on that. And then also, I think, you know, just having a a focus on getting outside, getting outdoors. Like I said, I grew up in a farming environment. We're out in the woods a lot. Um, And it just being in nature, being refreshed by the outdoors. Uh, Here in Fishers, we have so many great parks and trails and different things to do outside. I think the school board overall has an opportunity and the school board and the administration has an opportunity to partner more closely with, let's say the parks department. Now we have a new agri park and, you know, are there students here in Fishers that would like to pursue some kind of agricultural um, passion or something like that? So I think uh, as we look at that, we could try to liaise with those groups better and have that open conduit of communication. Um, another thought I would have is just around um, the uh, like a potentially a school-wide giving or day of service. So I don't know what that would look like, but I know different churches uh, will shut down for a week and they'll go out and um, just serve the community. Um, I know even at Lilly, we've long had what we call the, the Lilly Global Day of Service, where we go out and uh, we don't go into the office for a day. We go out, you know, is there an opportunity where that could be coordinated, be you know, across as many schools as we have and students, it it would be a pretty big effort, but could something like that be created where then students are given the opportunity to go out and serve someone else? Uh, You know, maybe it's uh, an older community and they're going out and painting a mural or serving food or something like that. But I think all those things, giving and helping out and getting outdoors, all that really will help with the overall mental health of our our students and and ideally the, the teachers and staff as well. Right. So you've covered being pro student a little bit, but um, on a on your YouTube video entitled Jason Arnold dash HSE School Board, you said you're a pro student. So what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I have uh, a couple of kids in in the school district, as I mentioned. So I have a fourth grader and a kindergartner now. And, uh, you know, with that, I've got a very vested interest in what they're doing and 
want to see them get the very best. And again, that's the main reason why our family moved here uh, a few years ago. Um, but when I look at that, you know, I think my kids are really in the younger spectrum of the schools and they're going to be there. They got a long runway, you know, another 10, um, you know, 13 years, whatever it might be for both of them. And I think as I look at the schools, okay, you know, we do a lot of things well right now, but what are those things that we will need to do uh, to make sure our kids are competitive in 10, 15, 20 years from now? You know, Casey, you and I live in a world where it's very likely we'll see in our lifetimes, like a man or a woman are going to land on Mars and be walking around on Mars. You know, it's uh, very possible, which is pretty amazing, I think, and pretty exciting. So if we live with that kind of reality in our future, uh, you know, like to think, well, what are we sure we know what we're equipping now, but what are those things that we need to do to equip people to live uh, in, in a time there in the future? So, you know, one is I would just like to continue to keep an eye on innovation. So I know I've, I've said a few times a, a personal plan for each student, and I think we could sort of build that out as much as possible and, um, and have uh, really defined programs around how students find their passions. I'm sure there's some of that going on right now, but I think we could even do a little bit more there. Um, and then also kind of coming out of that as well, um, Casey, would be um, as we look at, you know, where students would go after high school, right? They, let's say they're in the HSC district their whole school career, get to high school, have a good experience, then they go out to college. Well, you know, I think a, a big crisis financially in our country is the skyrocketing college debt. And I think as we look ahead to that, you know, we got to think about things like, you know, are we preparing students for a lot of these students? Is college the best bet? You know, for many of them, it is, right? And and I think that's great. But what are we doing in our schools to help students understand, hey, when you go to college and let's start talking about debt now, what, what does this look like? What would you graduate in four or five years from college with? You know, what would you expect to make as your first year salary and what would be your overall college debt? So I think, you know, that needs to be a big focus, too. Can we get ahead of a lot of that stuff to be able to equip our students to, to make those really smart decisions that will really bless them for a lifetime of success ahead of them? So, so again, just a personalized plan, um, being innovative, um, keep an eye on the finances and uh, equipping people to the students to be the best they can be. All right, so those are all the questions that I've or that I have prepared. Um, would you like to have any closing statements? Yeah, again, I, I think I just want to first of all say, Casey, I really appreciate your time. I think your leadership is just incredible in this. I mean, when I got the email, I was I was blown away. When I, when I was a freshman, I I wouldn't have known uh, how to even pull all this together. I'm amazingly impressed, and I really appreciate you. And I know you said your sister is helping you as well. So big thanks to her. And uh, just thank you for the forum you're, you're um, providing and thanks um, for all your involvement in the school and everything. Thanks for giving this platform. And again, I would just like to say to all the voters out there, uh, again, I feel like I'd be the, the best person for the job and I would be honored to have your vote. And you can know that I will continue to work uh, for the students, for the parents and uh, to keep a fiscally conservative uh, concepts in mind and for the future. Once again, my thanks to Izzy and Casey Alexander for handling the school board candidate interviews this election cycle. Remember, if you vote a straight party ticket, your voting process is not over. Continue on to vote for the county council and then for the school board. 
This is the LarryInFishers.com podcast. My name is Larry Lannon. On behalf of Izzy and Casey Alexander, thanks for listening. Be safe and be kind.